Hi, I'm Joe. Welcome to the Taking Note podcast from us, Charlie Gray and Joseph Peach. Taking Note is a podcast about creative processes and musical collaborations with different guests. We're a fiddle and piano duo from Scotland playing instrumental folk music, and we've made music together for many years now and came up with this idea of this podcast as a way of talking about those things in more detail, as well as giving people a bit of an insight onto what goes on behind the scenes, as well as collaborating with some of our favourite musicians and artists. We're also joined by our producer, Owen, whose voice you'll hear from time to time as this series goes on. Hello, I'm Charlie. And yes, so this is our, our first episode. And we're going to be joined by a wonderful musician called Duncan Chisholm. And Duncan's been a huge inspiration to both me and Joseph throughout our musical lives. So we're going to listen back to what we got up to with Duncan in the studio in Glasgow. Okay. Uh, well, it's great to be here, lads. Um, uh, down in the big smoke in Glasgow for the first time in many, many months. I'm looking forward to seeing what we can come up with. Absolutely. We haven't actually written anything together before, I don't think. No, I don't think not, so. Not directly, the three of us, that's for sure. No, no. We, we kind of did the kin thing yeah but you were more in a sort of direct role of that i guess yeah just kind of standing back letting you do all the work that's it that's it the original kin was was put together um it was a blast festival commission and i came up with the idea of taking old archive um audio and and trying to bring it to life so audio of the old blind uh, traveller Ali Dal Stewart and um, audio of my great-grandmother Margaret McLennan people who were, were long gone and um, all that was left was this recordings that, that were lying in the School of Scottish Studies and although incredibly interesting in many respects they're quite dry um, so the idea was to add visuals and, and music to, to bring them alive. So that was the original idea. And then out of that came Kin in the Community. And, and where I met you first, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, we did a, um, a project about um, Loch Broom and a man called Sandy Murdy, isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, a drover. A drover, yeah, who used to drive his sheep from Loch Broom to Falkirk. And, over the uh, hill over the hill and when he got to Falkirk he said uh, he had to sleep in a room with 27 what was it 27 other drovers mm-hmm. and about 40 dogs oh, that's it. <laughs> and uh, it was great stories you know and Charlie you, you were um, very much involved um, with the Australian project the, the really moving part of that one for me was the the Sam that Josie sang. Yes. Gaelic Sam. That was amazing. Yeah. The thought of, of Gales being out there and having Gaelic services in the bush was yeah. incredible. Mental. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the, the whole idea of how you get inspiration and how you work together and all of that, it, for me, it's, it's very visual all the time. So working on a project like Kin and then kind in the community it um it always seems to throw up sparks of inspiration yeah you know if you stoke the embers other ideas come from that musical ideas i think come from that i guess it's what we're doing today it's it's the 
the visual aspect of of the story that we're going to be looking at is really really exciting you yeah know? the story that we're going to look at charlie you 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 tell us a little yeah, bit so about i that. was given a book by my granny years ago uh, called the place names of glengarry i don't know if have you read it at all joe i've had a wee couple of skims to your copy of it charlie yeah. i think well it was written by an ancestor of mine in a way because that's where some family of mine came from from glengarry uh-huh. and um well so it's it's really clever the book so it goes through every single place name in Glengarry and Glencoe. Right. Um, and essentially every name is in Gaelic and then it has the English. And then some of them will just be, you know, very literal, blah, 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 blah. But then some of them will have a whole story connected to it. Or some of it will just be an old man lived here in 1812. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all you'll get. But yeah. some of them, like this one that we were looking at today, um, there's a loch called um, Loch Lundy, up kind of on the way back towards Glenmoriston, and a man called Alan McRanald lived up there, basically. Mm-hmm. And the story goes as when the Mackenzies and the Macdonalds were at their sort of biggest feud point in the early 1600s, um, they were leading huge raids on one another. And the Macdonalds, who I think essentially are like a sort of sub-clan of the McDonald's. I'm not really sure how that one works, but mm-hmm. they were ambushed, basically, um, down near Glencoach. So uh, Angus McDonald, who was the chief's son, was killed by the Mackenzies. So this man, Alan McRanald, decided to go up to near Bealey to lead a raid on the Mackenzies. Mm-hmm. And that's basically why I wanted to talk about it with you because that's your neck of the woods. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. So the place is called Kilcreest. Right. But I don't know if you know that. I found it on Google Maps. It's it's just near, just outside of Muirford, basically. Okay, right. I don't I don't know it. Um, it's an interesting name. Yeah. Right. So there was a church there, right. and I looked it up now, and there's you know there's just a few houses. It's right. like a field now. It's not. Right anything of significance but there's this whole story connected to it and yeah. supposedly the Macdonnells locked the Mackenzies in the church and burnt them all alive Right. Nice. so there's this really big dramatic thing and there was a whole tune connected to it and it was known as the Glengarry War Tune and the piper circled the church playing this tune as it burnt with, exactly so Gee. a pretty dramatic image yeah um, it is anyway do you know that tune? I don't. I don't no. know it. Um, I did try and find it, I'm sure. With a bit of digging, we probably could find it. But Right, yeah. It's an, it's an amazing... It casts cast it up straight away, an amazing visual of, of the characters involved. Exactly, and this thing that you were talking about, of the visuals, mm-hmm. I think. Do you, do you, do you think about uh, visuals when you play? 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, that's where I get my inspiration, Aye. definitely. And I think a story like this, you know, I, I can actually see that in my mind, exactly that yeah. that moment. Yeah. And I tend to try and draw from that and create a tune that I deem to be fitting. Yeah. But I don't know, do you do that with, with your tunes, Joe? Not, not so much, actually. I think, like, I do. there's definitely a visual thing that happens when I'm thinking about writing music and stuff but it's much it's much less defined I kind of see 
like flashes of color. <laughs> I think sometimes are like, yeah. like cause I close my eyes a lot when I play and when I write in particular, and it's you know it's kind of black, mm-hmm. and then on that kind of things will emerge. There'll be things that look a bit like lightning and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then, you know, when I'm when I think about this, this story, and you know that that moment of these people being burned in the church and the piper marching around, that feels like something that's really quite like frantic and kind of. Mm-hmm loud and desperate and I just like I see bits of shades of orange and brown appearing and disappearing yeah. quite quickly um, yeah. so I guess it is a visual thing but it's yeah. it's a bit different in that yeah. way I guess it's, it's um, really interesting. The, uh, when I'm on stage I, I have for each piece of music that I play in general um, pretty much all of them have a different place uh, that I go to so wherever I am in the world wherever I'm playing, uh, I, I can always be in this particular place. So the scene changes. Uh, and it, what it does for me in, in, in many respects is, is for the start, it's a comfort. So you could be playing to like a thousand people, but you're, you're actually just in the same place that you ha- you have been when you were in the house yeah. playing. Um, but also it, it it brings you into, by imagining yourself in that place, um, it really helps the music itself, I think. You know, you're, you're playing because you're there. Most of these places are just in my mind, you know. So uh, there's a, a tune that uh, Alan McDonald wrote called We're a Case the Bunch of Us. I play it a lot during the, my concerts. So the the piece of music before that is really dark and uh, I'm standing on a hillside. I play this tune called Ilya and I and um, I'm standing on the hillside. Then as soon as this tune comes in in A major, I can see a shaft of light that f- fires onto the mountain just uh, across from me. And uh, it's things like that, you know, so those, those are learned tunes, um, but I've just processed a way of um, imagining myself in a particular place and uh, you know it's always with it's always within the, within the highlands and it's always in rural settings it's, you know it's really interesting it seems to be one of these things nowadays i get that more that visual thing that you were talking about i'm kind of like mm-hmm. i'll see a hill or i'll see whatever it is but certainly when i was younger i had a a map in my mind so the very first tune I remember learning was Callum's Road. Mm-hmm. And I can see it, it's like a dot. Mm-hmm. And then you, you take a right-hand turn and you go to High Road to Linton. Right. And then you go over the hill there and there's uh, Miss McLeod Razzle. <laughs> and this is how, when I was younger in particular, I, I was so fascinated, and especially meeting people like yourself coming to Fort Augustus where I grew up. Yeah. You know, like going to these sessions, I was, I was always really fascinated with this thing of how do you keep the tunes going? Aye. You know, and I would watch folk like yourself playing for hours yeah. in the bar and I would be so confused as to how you were continuing and I, I guess I had developed this Aye. this way of mapping it out in my mind. I remember I remember when I met you first um, at Fort Augustus. I was standing outside um, one of the, the bars, I think. So and, the lock-in. The lock-in, and you came out and you said something like, I, I'm going to do what you do one day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I always remember that. So we should try and make some music. Yes. 
I was actually going to talk to you both about this. Depending on where in the story we'd want to start drawing inspiration, like, you know, obviously that image of the church is a very, a very strong one, but yeah, I should also continue to say that he went on to escape, essentially. All right, this yeah. guy, Alan. Yeah. And he got back to, uh, to his loch, uh, loch Lundy, and he built this house on a t- tiny island. You know, it was about 60 foot wide or something. Uh-huh. And supposedly he could defend this. Right. So all the Mackenzies were coming yeah. for months after months, like trying to, trying to get him. Right. Um, and eventually they carried a boat all the way from Dingwall <laughs> to this loch to get him, but he'd escaped off to this cave. And the story goes that he murdered the mason who'd made this cave for him so that nobody would know where it was. Right. And I think the kind of, you know, the bit of the story that really jumps out for me is him at the end of his life. And he never, he didn't regret the burning of the church and the, the raids on the Mackenzies, but what he really regretted was this thing of murdering the man that helped him. Exactly. So I thought that in itself was quite an interesting... That is it was really... a very different energy to that angry, yeah. aggressive church yeah. scene. Yes, yeah. There's actually... There's probably space for working on, um, you know, more than one, maybe like three short pieces out of parts of the story and, and just short bursts maybe of, of, yeah. of something. Uh, making up one longer piece. The thing that that uh, interests me when I when I read the story was first of all the the idea of revenging uh, or avenging the uh, the death of Angus, and uh, I thought about what had led up to the burning of of these people and that that tension that was building within Alan McDonald. Yeah. And that that seemed quite potent. Yeah, well, you know, it goes back quite a long way, doesn't it? It's yeah, like it's yeah. years of build-up. Yeah. Um, I thought that might be quite an interesting little section that we could possibly try and f- figure out something uh, on, you know? And uh, as you say, the, the, the regret as well. So maybe maybe it's maybe it's more about... Alan himself and and his and his emotions his emotions yeah um, revenge this thing of fear as well like he must have been in so much fear yes you know come back after that yeah living on that island and in the cave exactly yeah yeah so so if we were going to look at the different emotions so we maybe pick regret at the end um. Revenge at the beginning, and the the fire maybe, in the middle or something. Or? Yeah, maybe anger for the middle one or something. Yeah, something like that. I suppose it's it's kind of funny to think like to try and put yourself in those shoes in some ways. I think the thing of like what is it actually like to be ordering the burning of a church yeah. full of people? You know that in some ways that feels quite unimaginable. Is it? Is, yes. is it? Like, I really wonder if it is just rage in that moment or, yeah. you know, if there's... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's... What do you think? i tell you what might be quite interesting, because we don't know what the Piper was, was playing. So, almost as if you we have a revenge-type vibe going on, uh, going into rage, 
and and almost bringing in a tune over the top of the rage section and then moving out to fear and regret. Well, we should begin. So in regards to this last piece of music, we're kind of talking about that thing of regret. Mm. I don't know, I, I think for me, when I write music, I, I think picking keys is a very important thing and I don't, I don't know how either of you go about this, but I, I certainly feel like every key really has its own, carries its own emotion and mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why I'm very into open tunings on the fiddle is because you can really tap into that, that side of things. And yeah. You know, if you're in that key, you're in that emotion sort of thing, so... Exactly, that's right. I don't know if there's any keys for either of you that really pop out. Um, it's interesting you saying that. I think the process that I, I, I tend to use nowadays is to pick a key and um, and then maybe work on a chord progression to start with, to get a, a, a tiny little idea. Over recent years, I've, I've worked with Hamish Napier a lot. So sitting down with Hamish um, is a real joy. You know, we, we sit together and we'll maybe try and get a spark of an idea. And that, that'll be primarily from a chord progression. And then we move on to the Sibelius uh, then. So start using manuscript as being a good way of kind of moulding things from, from there. So... I mean, if the idea doesn't come, uh, you know, we'll we'll try different things. Uh, but I think getting a colour to start with is really important, and uh, that's something that you're looking for. I guess what I do uh, or have done over recent years is um, using co- certain concepts or places as uh, an anchor um, to to build an idea of uh, an album around mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, you if you search deep enough into a place, you know it can throw up some quite interesting ideas in terms of titles. For me, it, then it it assists in in um, finding a, a feel for a, a a tune, what it should you know what speed it should be, what should it be major minor key, you know what key it should be in, and all of that. So yeah. it's, the process is I'm just I guess it's just trying to figure out whatever works for you, you know, to make sure that, that the music at the end of the day um, is good and it has a, a sense of belonging, whether that be to a place or or a subject or, or whatever. I you think know. also, like, me and Joe, we probably approach things slightly differently, you being, you know, an accompanist in the role of our duo, and you're much better music theory-wise and you know which keys work well together. So that's another reason why I was, I was interested because we've worked E minor, D minor to E minor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I could pick something that I think fits in with the energy of what we're trying to create, but like mm-hmm. whether or not that'll tie in well with mm-hmm. the other pieces, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I tend to find that, that if you're looking for melancholy, melancholy or, or regret, um, actually, a major key uh, is is usually um, something that I find sadder, 
yeah. than, than uh, you know. That's interesting you should say that because I was something I was going to touch on was when me and Joseph did our St Kilda projects, we wrote a piece of music uh, for St Kilda. And what I did is I tuned the fiddle. It's actually, it's basically this tuning. But the top B became a B flat. So you end up with this G minor, but then you can play in E flat major. And right. the kind of, the result is that you've got this major sounding tune you know, very happy, but the underlay is this oh, yeah. really sad. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, and I think a lot about, you know, certainly Gaelic music, but a lot of music from the Highlands will have that, that sort of sadness to it, even mm-hmm. though it, it can be really happy. Yeah. In its in its yeah. tone. Yeah. Yeah. On that on that front, and you know, kind of what's springing to mind, I think for me a bit for. This, this next piece of music that we're going to do is like, um, you know, I think that's really there in pipe music quite a lot of the time. And it can be certainly, you know, in like, in like big, big tunes like Peabrook and stuff like that. There's, I find a lot of that kind of melancholy sort of thing. Um, and with that drone as well. And with the drone thing, there, but like this. that. Like, I yeah, think there's absolutely. a lot, yes. there's a lot in and around all of that, that kind of... Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Fits in there, I don't. I yeah, I don't think it's as black and white as major and minor being happy and sad, because no. that's kind of what we're taught to think, isn't it, from quite a young age? It's, that's right. Whereas, yeah. like, some Standard of the happiest music, tunes I, I know is, like... Are, are in a minor key. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Or they have energy, you know, it's not necessarily yeah. happy, but it's... Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know, it's interesting. Yeah. So I, I guess if if I was thinking of of a, a tune that would be in regret, um, it'd be something maybe in G or A major or or something like that to G, give a go. G would work well with this. Yeah, that's all right. we should try that. Yeah. Would you like? We could try something with a bit more of like a drone thing on yeah. the harmonium, maybe. Yeah, that'd be nice. Space. It's a pleasure as always to play music with you. That was a fantastic day. Really great. Quite intense. I know. (laughs) It's funny with writing music, it it depends on the environment that you're in, who you're with and all of that, whether it all happens really organically and quickly. And um, today was really special. Uh, Sometimes you can be pulling your hair out if I had any hair for uh, weeks on end over a tune and um, it's really nice to find you know fresh minds to bounce ideas off so it's been a real joy yeah I mean it's amazing to we've written what that's four pieces of music essentially yeah in an afternoon yeah yeah and all from that one story as well and you know even those those bits of music that we made they feel like you know they're almost starting points in some ways you could build so much 
on each of those those four things. From that, yes. You know, so for me, that, that second story. the second piece, the one in D, that I could see that going so much bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting that all you do need is a, a tiny little bit of information just to focus on. And it's a story that, you know, there are thousands of stories in the Highlands that you could look at. And uh, just in particular, that one, uh, it's just one of those, and and uh, it's already sparked four bits of music, which is Absolutely. quite incredible. I guess that was the whole, you know, the whole idea of today was to really delve into writing music about something, wasn't it? And it's really nice to have turned around and gone. Yeah, you can prove that it can be done. You know, just you from know, what's lovely is is um, when I'm working with you guys is is that you know just a tiny little idea. Um, you know, we're able to expand on it. Um, you know, Joseph, yourself on the on the piano with great ideas, chords, and and how things should go, and and Charlie yourself, just um, always fresh ideas and and new sounds, and and it's just it's just lovely um, to have that freshness. And uh, you know, it might not be you know maybe the next time we got together, it might it might be a difficult day. You know, yeah, you just, you, 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 who knows? But it was certainly, it felt very easy today. And, um, you know, the, the music flowed very, very quickly. Something me and Joseph have kind of come to a bit of an understanding with about our music. It's like, it just cannot be forced. Yeah. You know, we've, how many days have we had rehearsing together, Joe, just like... We just have to give up and go for a pint because yeah, exactly. like, yes. there's just no point. Um, or two pints. Yeah, <laughs> there was one day recently we were learning a tune and we were trying to figure out whether we wanted one beat break or a two beat break. Yeah. And then we went, we left it for a day and we came back and realised it didn't need a break at all. No, that's, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. When you're down to that uh, yeah. minutiae, exactly. it, it's yeah. time to leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a... It's a it's a wonderful thing because it it feels like today has gone like it's been five minutes long, you know, and it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been a long day by any manner of means. But when you're really enjoying yourself and you get into the music, time passes so quickly. Well, when you earlier on, when you just put on the recorder, you turn around, it was 40 minutes or something. Yeah. I felt like we'd just, just literally just started. I like. know. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's uh yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And, um, you never know how long this music is going to last. It might it might be written in, you know, an hour or or less, but it could last for a long, long time. People give people enjoyment for a long time. So, so it's so it's, something me and Joe uh, kind of decided on when we thought about doing these podcasts was to get each of our guests to think about a word, or if like maybe all three of us can think about mm-hmm. a sort of word that sums up the session that we've had today. Right. And I don't know if there's anything for you that springs to mind. I think flow is uh, flow is the word for me today. Um, there's not been a moment where I haven't felt as if things were moving forward. So it's it's definitely felt a, a free flowing day. It's great to see people for uh, first time in a long time and 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 make music. I have been writing music um, over Zoom. Uh, with uh, with people, but it's lovely just to be in a it's room quite together. Hard to over Zoom, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it does what you know it's yeah. it's it's a 
an essential, or it has been for over the last 18 months uh, to do that, but um, lovely to be in a room and just hear instruments getting played together. And I think that's that's why there's been flow today. Absolutely. Yeah. I always think music is just, it's a conversation, you know, and um, we're trying to figure it out the words to say. It's funny you, sh you should say that because there was a point earlier on when we were playing and I thought we'd been having a conversation about whatever piece we were writing. I realised we'd been playing for like half an hour or something. We'd not said a word to each other. Yeah. And it was yeah. amazing. And yet through just playing with one another, we'd figured it out whatever, whatever the needed problem to be was. figured out. Yeah. I once had a night out in, um, in San Sebastian in the Basque Country uh, with whole bunch of Asturian musicians that never spoke a word of English and had the best night of my life <laughs> and uh, we all really enjoyed ourselves and uh, we didn't we didn't need to uh, converse you know hand signals and music that's yeah. all it was and uh, that's all you need sometimes Absolutely. so that was lovely to listen back to what we did with Duncan there in the studio and I can't believe that was almost six months ago it's mental, isn't it? And yeah, Duncan's an all-round fantastic fiddle player, composer and human. And I think we would both highly recommend getting online and checking out some of his other work. He's, he's made loads of music over the years and has a great back catalogue of just really, really beautiful music. Something else to mention is that although this podcast is free to listen to, if you've liked what you heard, you might consider supporting us by subscribing to us on Bandcamp. More information about what that entails and what you might get from it can be found on our website, which is www.cgjpmusic.com. Also, to thank the funders which have enabled us to produce this series, um, those are the Marcus Trust, Britain Peers Arts and Creative Scotland. So next time we're going to be joined by an amazing singer called Josie Duncan, who's a great friend of ours, and that'll be in two weeks' time. So hopefully see you then. And to wrap things up, here is the complete tracks that we made with Duncan in the studio. Hope you enjoy and see you next time.